Conversion rate's gonna be a lot higher with inbound leads because you're not gonna have to do the convincing. You're in the power position, not in a controlling type of way, but you have the status, you have the knowledge, you have the answers that they're seeking. If you've done it well, they're gonna understand that you are the expert, that you have the knowledge that they need, and that there may not be any other good alternative to your services. So it sets them up for the close, and they're gonna be willing to pay you a fee that you deserve. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Real Estate Rundown. This episode, we're gonna call Inbound Content Strategies. And in this episode, Kirky Galt and I are gonna discuss how to leverage inbound content and public relations to accelerate your growth. So if you want insight on connecting with ideal prospects, clients, accredited investors, partners, sellers, even buyers and journalists that serve that audience, all while creating content value in your space, and you're gonna to wanna to stay tuned and see what we've got to say here. Because in this episode, we're gonna talk about the underlying principles of inbound content marketing and how Kirky can help you with that. So be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or click on the podcast link below so that you don't miss this episode here on the Real Estate Rundown. Hey, welcome back to the Real Estate Rundown, everybody. Today, my guest is Kirky Galt. Kirky, say hello. Hey there. Hi, Shannon. So, Kirky, you are a lead certified professional. You're a founder. You're a CEO. You're a creative director. You're a copywriter. You're a public relations manager. You're involved in a design firm that's serving commercial real estate. You're also a podcast host for real estate executive thought leadership. Kirky, what don't you do? But welcome to the show. Yep, thank you. Uh, well, we do marketing, but we don't uh, venture too far outside of that. So yeah, we, we cover the marketing basis for commercial real estate. So Kirky, tell me what's different about your marketing. What is it that when you talk about inbound marketing, all of us are focused on outbound, sending out content, putting stuff out there, making sure that everybody sees us. What's the different thought process with inbound marketing? Sure. Well, outbound is something that you need to do. In the short term, when you're trying to build your, your lead funnel, you need to do that outbound marketing. You need to reach out. You need to put that message in front of people. That way you can get leads now. But over the long term, in order to build uh, increasing returns, to be able to build a following, to build that thought leadership that's going to continue to bring you leads on a long-term basis, you have to, you have to build that, that presence, that thought leadership, that web presence. So... What inbound marketing simply is, it's creating content, creating articles, um, press releases, other types of content like that that projects your ideas, your knowledge, and provides value to your community and to your industry. And by providing that value, you generate credibility, and then the leads contact you rather than you reaching out to them. So that's the difference between the outbound and the inbound. Outbound, you're putting out that message and asking them to contact you. And with inbound, you're putting out your, your knowledge, not a direct message, not a direct response sort of sales message, but putting out knowledge and then allowing them to come to you, the inbound aspect. So that seems pretty intuitive, but it's also not what most people do, is it? Well, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging and it may not deliver immediate results. You know, when you're in a crunch, um, you can write articles, but you know, they're not going to generate that lead flow immediately. So it's hard to, to see that. You have to look into the future and to, to understand that it's going to take some time to build, that you're going to have to put money and time, thought, an effort into it over a, you know, a sustained period of time, you have to be consistent, and then that, that lead flow will come in. So a combination between those outbound and inbound strategies is what's optimal, depending on where you're at in your stage of growth. So you've chosen with yours to focus on the real estate industry. 
Why is that? Well, I started out in real estate. Uh, my marketing career started in pay-per-click for online realtors. And then further along in the 2000s, I got into real estate. My wife was a notary public. So uh, when we met, we got married, I started helping her market that. And we were successful with that. And I decided it was time for me to get into real estate. So I got involved as a realtor in 2007 and started focusing on distressed assets, doing direct marketing, doing just direct response. And I was really successful with that. And then at that time, I decided to go back to school. I got uh, my bachelor's degree in small business management and entrepreneurship, and then got my um, master's in business administration. Then I went back for a second bachelor's. I loved real estate so much. I said, I'm going to go back for the second bachelor's. And I got a second bachelor's in real estate studies. Did really well with that. And decided that, you know, and you know, I realized over time that marketing, writing is really my core competency. And I love writing about real estate. And that's what really interests me and fascinates me. And that's going back to, since I've been a teenager, so my dad was very into real estate investment and studying that. And he gave me some books. So since then, it's just kind of been a thing that has always interested me. And then so over the years, organically became involved in it. And now it's what we do. We just focus on commercial real estate. And we know that market, the clients, the verticals extremely well. And we know what works. So what it sounds like is first you were doing some outbound marketing that then you created some inbound content and created your job. That's, that's kind of what it sounds like to me, right, Kirky? That this just kind of organically developed out of your passion for what you do, out of, out of your uh, understanding of real estate, and then the leads started coming to you. You started to see where you could work with people, where you could help people. Uh, along the way, you convinced a nice young lady to marry you. I mean, you you're pretty good at the sales thing from what I'm, what I'm hearing here. But what is, it that, what is it that the average real estate professional does wrong if there is just one thing? Um, I don't know if it may be that they're doing anything wrong, but it's maybe not figuring out what works. And you know, it takes time to figure that out. Uh, you can work with marketing consultants, professionals, but for the most part, you kind of have to figure these things out initially yourself as a salesperson. And in many industries, real estate specifically, pretty much... I think most specialties, most, most niches within real estate, particularly commercial estate, you have to sell. You have to sell yourself. So it takes time to figure that out, to figure out what works. And we all start with the outbound because we're always putting out our message out there. I mean, we have to have that elevator pitch. We have to be able to clearly express our value proposition to prospects. And then over time, you, you figure out what your message is. You know, what is it that you stand for? What do you represent? What is it that you offer? And you get a clear idea of that, and then you can start to build your content around that. Then as you do that, you have that existing client base that you've built through over the years of your, you know, learning sales and putting out that outbound message. And then the, the content starts to come together. You build that reputation, and then the leads start to flow to you. And it becomes a unison of, of all the work that you put in to build that, that base of clients. And then with the thought leadership marketing, that helps you reinforce that relationship with that audience and then also with the new audience that doesn't know you and hasn't personally interacted with you or received your messages. So you're talking about also reaching out over multiple mediums, right? Mm -hmm. yes. You're talking about not just having, I mean, and I can see here that you have a, I mean, you, you deal with copyright, you deal with, uh, you know, a thought leadership group uh, or a thought leadership podcast, you deal with, you know, design firm. I mean, you, you have a lot of different hats that you wear in your business. What, what typically, typically how many different mediums are you working with, with a client that is looking for this, this inbound content? It really depends on the client. You know, it depends on where they're at in their, their, their marketing journey, where they're at in their growth. So it can be as simple as just starting out with emails or phone calls, um, working with sales staff, training them, writing scripts, 
Um, and then it can grow into, or it may already be there. It can grow into, you know, video, um, podcasts, you know, different audio mediums, um, social media, you know, thought leadership on your blog, sharing your content out to LinkedIn, you know, posting natively on LinkedIn or bigger pockets. And then it can grow into, yeah, a podcast can grow into to press releases. So it really depends on where they're at. Uh, with corporate clients, they're generally going to tend to be more interested in PR, video, higher level strategies like that, that are often take a lot of time and are more expensive. And then when you're starting out, generally you want to get in with, with email, phone strategies, your blog, you know, setting up your website, making sure you have those essential strategies in place. Because a lot of the higher strategies, you know, the uh, PR, podcasting, um, those things you kind of need to have that, that, that basis. You need to have a strong web presence. You need to have your social media channel set up. You need to have a grasp and skill with your sales process. You need to have that message developed before you can really tackle those larger things. So sometimes you need to build with the branding first. Yeah. And that comes over time. Then once you have that brand together, you can start to really push it out there. The way you have something cohesive to share with your audience. And You know, and I think that that's important because then, then it's, it's kind of like a cardboard cutout. You know, you see them from the front, but then at the side, there's no depth to, to the marketing because it's just one facet or it's just one, one thing. But you know what's funny Kirky is you're you're talking about something as old as the phone. I mean, really, we're, we're still using phone marketing. It's still a a thing. I think so. I mean, it may not be the preferred medium. It may not be the ideal medium, but I would say it's a fundamental. Uh, you need to be able to get on the phone and speak to people, deliver your value proposition, and convert them. If you can't do that, it's going to be difficult to to deliver that and to be able to deliver that sales message in other mediums. So and that's if you're the salesperson. I mean, if you're in another position where you're not necessarily dealing with that sales aspect of it, but if you're a salesperson, if you're a commercial real estate broker, uh, if you're an investment sales specialist, uh, if you you know are involved in multifamily acquisitions, you need to have a grasp and a strength and a comfort in being able to speak to people on the phone. And if you're on a tight budget, that may be all that you can do. All, maybe all you can do is send emails and phone calls right now, so you need to be adept at that. You need to be willing to you know, put your feet on the ground and do it. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult because you can put out articles and write things, put out videos all day long. But if you can't effectively deliver that value proposition and convince them about why, and you, you develop those skills on the phone. You're, you're really right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, and, and it's funny because we've got, a, we've got a whole generation that grew up texting, right? So we're going we're gonna to have some, you're going to have your work cut out for you getting, uh, getting millennials uh, comfortable uh, you, using the phone to actually talk to people with. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're very correct. And, you know, it's funny, some of the oldest methods are still viable at some point. I was talking with a, with a wholesaler the other day that had, was making, you know, his goal was to make 200 phone calls uh, a day. And he was doing that, you know, four or five days a week. Now, whether or not that strategy was working, I mean, the fact that you could make 200 phone calls, was that, that was a lot of dialing. But he was still using that because he was in the least expensive category. You know, he was doing what he could, right, to get those first leads, to get things going. So it's, it's great to hear that, that that strategy is still something that fits in the repertoire of what's necessary in a public relations campaign for your business and your brand. But let's talk about brand for just a minute. You know, I know with, with my, uh, what, what I've been doing uh, with social media, with my business, you know, brand is not something I focused on. Um, and and, and I, I realize now what that mistake was to not solidify that brand, 
to bring it together to create. Before I go out there and start doing, well, I'm doing some of this and I'm doing some of that. Tell us a little bit more about what are the things that people see when they're looking for a strong brand? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're looking for the value proposition and they're looking for clarity. Uh, they need to understand immediately. And this is the whole purpose of branding positioning is they need to understand immediately you know, who you are, what you do, who you serve, and why it's a value and why you're the best at it. What are your core competencies? Um, so the branding needs to convey that. And a lot of times when we're starting out, we're not exactly sure who we serve. When you first get into real estate, you might say, well, okay, I'm in residential or I'm in commercial, I'm in multifamily, but that's not narrow enough. Uh, right. The market is so huge. There's so many skill sets within that. There's so much knowledge right. and processes, networks to be involved in that you can't do it all within that entire, well, you can try, but if to be able to deliver a really strong value proposition to a very narrow defined, narrowly defined um, target, target market uh, prospect, you're, to that ideal prospect, you have to really know what you offer and you have to be able to convey that to the client. So that branding is important to be able to do that. Yeah, well, when you look at it, I mean, there's buyer's agents, right? Uh, there's, there's people that focus on uh, attracting sellers. There's people that work with investors, like you said, distressed, um, mm-hmm. you know, the fix and flip. The, there's the wholesaler. I mean, these are all, these are all just one of a hundred different niches that are in that uh, generalization of residential real estate. I mean, that's not even getting into the commercial stuff where you've got, you know, office and flex and multifamily and, you know, what are you doing with industrial? And, and so I can, I can definitely appreciate the fact that the more specific you are, the easier it's going to be to be, appear to be an expert because you're, we're not trying to be a jack of all trades, right? Um, being too broad sometimes gives people the perception that you probably don't know it as well as you should. What are some of the other things that are really, really important when starting out? I mean, we've, we've got our brand. We know what, who our client is. How do we then go get them or put information out so that then we can create the inbound content for them to find? Well, there's this old-fashioned methods, depending on what exact you know, niche, what, what industry you're in. Yeah, you, maybe you have to go talk to people. You've got to go to meetings. It may not be practical right now. But uh, when, the, when the, the crisis is over, you know, when the community is open, uh, going to investment meetings, that's, that's an ideal way. I mean, that's the way I started out with investment was just going to the local the real estate investment meetings. You meet tons of people. You learn things. They, uh, the people are very helpful and willing to teach you different uh, aspects of the business. And that's true for, for most of the different uh, specialties within real estate. There's associations. There's groups. There's mastermind communities that you can interact with that will help you learn and understand where those leads are and those become the, the first leads and they can put you in touch with the people that will that are either are the prospects you need or that know the prospects so that's a fundamental approach and then you know sending out email getting on the phone interacting with your online communities uh, you need to be able to do that effectively and that helps you understand your target market what they're thinking um, what's on their mind what questions they're asking what problems they're having what challenges they're facing and then from that you can start to build the content that answers that addresses those concerns answers those questions and provides that value that's going to start to bring the leads to you. You know, that's, that's funny that you say that too, because that that's so true where often I hear people's complaints about X, Y, Z in, in the industry, you know, is the agent won't call me back or I can't get a return follow-up call. I can't get my questions answered. I can't, you know, I can't get to the next step with this because I'm not having that interaction. And, 
And that's funny because, you know, everybody thinks, well, I can, I can do something on social media. That's my interaction. But it's still not the human interaction that you're talking about that really gets you to, to become relational with people. Uh, because as we know, Kirky, I mean, it's, it's people do business with people they like, mm-hmm. right? People do business with people they know. And isn't that really the goal of, of the inbound content is to create a, a, a virtual understanding so that they will reach to you to start their relationship when you don't have the time to necessarily or, or the, the intuition to realize who they are or where they are in the world. They can trace that. They can follow those breadcrumbs back on the inbound content and start the relationship with you. Exactly. It builds trust. And it builds a sense of a relationship with you. And then when they speak to you, they feel like they already know you. They already understand what you're about, what your value proposition is. And it takes you that much closer to being able to close because they really already feel that connection and that rapport with you that's built through your content. And then the conversation just seals it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and you know, that, that, that's such an easy thing to do too. I mean, when you're, when you're having the conversation where a client's calling, somebody's calling you saying, hey, uh, I have questions about becoming your client rather than, you know, the cold call where you're calling them going, hey, um, any chance you'd like to be my client? You know, it's a, it's a whole different conversation. There's probably a lot less selling involved with your inbound content than there is with your outbound content. Am I right? Yes. And I've been on both ends of that. And exactly, your conversion rate's going to be a lot higher with inbound leads because you're not going to have to do the convincing. Uh, you're in the power position, not in, not in a controlling type of way, but you have the status you have the knowledge, you have the answers that they're seeking. And they're going to understand that if you've done it well, they're going to understand that you are the expert, that you have the knowledge that they need, and that there may not be any other good alternative to your services. So it sets them up for the close, and they're going to be willing to pay you a fee that you deserve. You know, that's, that's really so important, too, because when you, when, you, when you know that you're dealing with an expert, everybody understands the value, right? The value proposition is that, you know, you could have price or terms. You know, if you're going for cheap, if you're, if you're going for inexpensive, if you're going for the brand new agent that'll cut his fee, that'll, you know, that'll go do all the work for next to nothing, you know, mm-hmm. there's, a, and there's a lot of people that are going for that, but it's very rare that someone comes in on inbound content looking to haggle on a fee, I, I would assume, because they do mm-hmm. see that as you're the expert. You're the one that's been written up in the magazines. You're the one that has the, the podcast. You're the one that has all of these different things. And it would be great to work with you because I'm, I know that whatever the fee is that I'm paying, I'm getting all of these things that are probably maybe very similar to the guy that's willing to work the other side without having to reduce or haggle your fee. What has been your experience if you, with, with your clientele as far as how they've seen that testimonial type of a situation where you know, they're, they're able to get their fee without having to haggle for it. Right. Yeah. When, when you're in that position, when you can ask for the full fee, you're not even asked for it. It's just, it's just known. Yeah. And that there's no question about that, that you're worth that because they've come to you. Yeah, when, right. when, if you're of any type of listing agent, any type of agent, when they come, if the client comes to you, it's very unlikely they're going to ask for a commission reduction. Right. And if they do, you say, um, no, you know, this is our fee. Right. And nobody's going to have a problem with that. Whereas, right. yeah, if you're reaching out to them, door knocking, you know, calling them up on the phone, uh, they're going to be very likely to ask you to, you know, can you cut your fee a little bit? You know, can you do any better on that? And they're going to be in that power position, and that's not going to work to your advantage. And also, in the long run, it's not going to be as good a relationship. Because when your client respects you, trusts you, and really sees the value and is not motivated to try to, 
you know, haggle with you, you're going to have a much better relationship with them. And it's, things are going to go much smoother in the long run. They're going to see the value and it's going to be a more cohesive, more collaborative relationship rather than when you have to approach them. You know, and, and, and everything you say makes so much sense, uh, Kirky, but we often, we often see people that try and skimp on this one aspect of their business where, you know, really investing in building the brand, investing in, in, in being who you need to be perceived to be is usually the first thing that people skip, right? Well, I can do, I can do it this way. I can do without this. I can, I can do this on my own. But at the end of the day, without investing in that brand, they're likely to make less because they're, they're likely to have to reduce commissions or, or, or spend time and effort with clients that aren't going to look at them in that regard as, as to, you know, you're the expert. And, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of, again, it's, to me, sometimes it's puzzling that people are counterintuitive to their own success because they're looking at it going, I, I need to save a couple of bucks on my marketing. Instead of being the expert, I'm going to go grovel and pick up the phone and, and intrude people at dinner time and, and do those kinds of things instead of go with the professional. But at the end of the day, Kirky, when you're, when you're paying for a service, just like the, just like the realtors want paid for theirs, you're, you're paying a professional price, you're getting professional grade results, which is going to mean that at the end of the day, your brand is that much better looking. You're going to be perceived that much quicker as the expert in the industry. What are, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of confused as to why anybody wouldn't want to just, you know, it doesn't make this a priority in their business because I see the value of what it does for them, you know? So when you're, when you're dealing with that, what are some of the common misconceptions that we haven't covered that people have about why wouldn't they spend the money? You know, I think, you know, listening to what you're saying, that a lot of that has to do with the knowledge gap and not really knowing where to start. You know, if it, I think we all know that if we could and if we felt confident about our ability to write, to create content, to put those messages out there, to even know what to say or how to formulate it, then we would do it. You know, we right. want to do these things. I think everybody's kind of aware that you need to put that content out there. You need to build that brand. But it's not intuitive. It really is. It's, it's, I mean, for me, it's something I've always been involved in. So I kind of have that, that sense of it. And I've always understood that. And it's happened for me organically because I've been involved in marketing real estate for a long time. So it's, it's come together for me. But for somebody that doesn't have that type of, you know, that marketing background, doesn't have that, that insight, hasn't worked with other companies and helped them through those challenges, it's very difficult to understand how to do it. And it seems like a long uphill battle to be able to, to, be able to implement these strategies, to pull them off. And, you know, it's hard to see the, you know, it's hard to see the results that are going to come at the end because you're just, if you, when you're in that situation, you're stuck, you're struggling, you're starting out or at other, even if you're further along, you know, it's easy to see, you know, all I can do right now is just, you know, put my nose to the grindstone, just keep doing what I'm doing. Just keep working because that's all you know how to do. That's all you're comfortable doing. You know, it's going to generate some results. So, you know, and part of what I do, it's also being a coach and providing that motivation you know, providing, you know, that support that helps people see that potential and work towards that. Because that's part of the problem is the mindset and just, you know, not having the knowledge and then not having the mindset of being able to, to have that confidence and that belief in yourself and what you offer, be able to pull it off. So you need all those aspects and you pull them together. And that's a, it's a challenging thing. And it's really difficult and not, no one has all those things already. I mean, when I started, out, I certainly did not have all that confidence or the knowledge I didn't have all that. I had to put it together slowly over time by working with other mentors, reading, 
getting out and getting experience and, you know, in working with clients in real estate, working with clients in marketing and just experimenting, you know, it really takes time to, be you know, able to and, and I think, down. yeah. And I, and I really, that, that statement about the knowledge resonates, you know, I mean, I've, I've been in my industry for 25 years and, and I think my understanding of my industry after that 25 years puts me in a position to have more knowledge than most that are just showing up. Uh, you know, they're just starting their careers and they're looking at it going, how do I, how do I be perceived as a expert in an industry that I'm not an expert in? So I, I'm still learning and trying to understand that. So I, I really can, I really can understand how looking back, you know, the, the, the fresh faced kid that, that started out in this real estate journey, maybe didn't know what he didn't know. And out of that ignorance, uh, didn't understand what it meant to put together the brand. But then you go to the next one where you talk about the mentorship and the, and the, and the, you know, the thought leadership that, that your podcast brings and, and things like that, that the quickest way to that success is not to find your own road. It's to get with the people that we know have the success we want, ask them the questions that they wish somebody would have let them ask 10, 20, 30 years ago, shorten that route up get to where you need to be because the shortest path to, to profitability is sometimes easier than you think if you're just willing to ask the, the awkward question. And I think that, you know, you, your, your thought leadership group with your, your real estate executive podcast is an excellent way to put that information out there that allows people to engage and go, oh yeah, yeah, that makes a ton of sense that, that I would need to develop who my, who my customer is before I just go market to everybody. Because next thing you know, I've, I've spent $3,000 on business cards I've handed to people that aren't interested in what I'm doing. So that makes a ton of sense. And it, it really is at that point uh, starts to become more and more of a process. Now, let me ask you this, Kirky. We, we, we've got listeners that are brand new in the real estate business. Uh, we've got, we've got uh, people that are just getting started with, with their real estate journey. Um, what is it that, that, that they can expect if they're going to work with someone like yourself, what is it that they can expect in, 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 in generalized terms of, of this inbound marketing before they can really start to see results? As you said, it's not an instantaneous thing, but any results in the beginning are, are good results, right? So what, is, what does that look like? Okay, so hypothetically, if I have a new client come to me that's, that's new in the industry, that uh, you know doesn't have a lot of experience, and that doesn't have to be a disadvantage not having experience. But he's willing to listen. Let's clarify that because right. a lot of times new clients aren't willing to listen at the very beginning. Hopefully, when they come to you, though, they will be open-minded and willing to listen. Right, right. So it starts out by you know every conversation, every marketing relationship, every professional relationship starts out with a conversation. So I need to really ask questions and understand you know where do you come from. What is your skill set? What are your core competencies? Regardless of the industry you're trying to get into, what is it that you're good at? Really understanding that, defining that, making it clear, and then developing those skills even further. That way you really strengthen your value proposition. And you do that by engaging in your industry, engaging with your community and your prospects. So we have to have build a strategy initially. And that comes from understanding all these things and exploring that. And defining those things clearly, that way we can start to think about what content is going to work, where are your prospects at, how are you going to access them, and, you know, determining what is your budget, what is your capability, 
So it's developing a strategy first. Now, before we even write a proposal or, or work on a piece of content, before any of that, it has to just be a conversation, developing a strategy, identifying who you are and who you can potentially serve. So we need to start with that core aspect first, strategy. And that's part of the integrative aspect, and that's part of our, our branding, is the integrative approach. And that we borrow from, uh, from LEAD. You know, you know that I'm a lead accredited professional, and that's something that I've learned from the design process is that the entire team, all the, 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 the professionals, all the, the experts in each functional area, they need to come together at the beginning of the process. And this is also, uh, you know, this is akin to the mastermind principle. Those things need to come together. And sometimes you don't have all that. So when you're starting out, you need to reach out. So having a conversation with me, with Shannon, with anybody in your community that, that's knowledgeable and, and is where you want to go or that knows how to get there. Having those conversations, building those relationships helps you define and understand that so that you can start to move forward. And, and a lot of us naturally do that. And I think that's how most of us, if we push forward long enough, even if it takes us five or 10 years in the business before we finally figure these things out, if we're committed, dedicated to our, to our business, to our industry, eventually these insights will come and you'll start to do this if you're going to be successful. And I think most people that are committed and really put in the time, they'll, they'll, they'll come to this realization and they'll, they'll work with other people and you know, seek the insights and the guidance and then they're on their way. You know, and it's funny because that's really where the American dream goes to die, right? It is somewhere between the, the expectation and the duration, right? I mean, you know, we, we expect that we're going to be able to start a business and have it be immediately successful and, and all we've got to do is hang our hang our name on the sign. But there's so much more that goes into that. And when you really look at the people in your industry, in any industry that have been successful, they've been doing this for a while. It's not often that you find, you know, the wonder kid that, you know, right out of the, you know, first up at bat, knocks it clean out of the park. It's, it's the fact that you're tenacious and you're showing up every day and you're continuing to do it. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I've been doing this for 25 years. And I really, the one thing that I wish I could go back and tell myself is be more mentorable, right? Be one that seeks out the mentorship. Take the shorter route. Follow somebody else on their advertising uh, pathway that, that gets you where you want to go. Develop your brand and who you're trying to go after so you're not spending your energy going all these different ways. I mean, you know, I've got I've got 25 years of experience and 24 is what to do wrong, right? I mean, in all reality, and that shows me what I don't want to do next year, right? And, and it seems like every year I'm still defining what not to do. But I see that as such a positive thing that, you know, when you really know what you're going after and you're focused in that, and then you're working with a, with a, with a coach like yourself or uh, you, you know, you're, you're dealing with content and information that is specific to where you want to go. It makes that rocket ride so much faster and gets you to where you're going to be, where you want, that looking back on it, that would honestly be the one thing I would tell my younger self is, is, is you know, don't, don't fight it. You know, get with someone, get with a, a, you know, creative director, get with someone that can help you in that public relations game because, you know, I thought if you just built a great product and, and everything, then, then they're going to show up and everybody's going to want your great product. But there's other people building great product too. There's other people selling great product. Mm -hmm. You know, there's other people doing that. How do you really distinguish yourself? And I, I see that, you know, what you're, what you're offering is while it's a slow burn, 
it's definitely much more sustainable than the outbound version. So, Kirky, as we as we look at this, what is it that when someone is is at that place, they've established their brand, they know they need a mentor, they know they need a coach, uh, that they've been listening to your podcast, uh, the Real Estate Executive Thought Leadership Project, they've been listening to that and they know that they need to do more. How is it that they're going to be getting in touch with you to get engaged with you? Sure. Uh, you can call me directly. You can find my number on the website and my social media channels. Uh, if you come to our website, you can schedule a complimentary strategy session with me, about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, see how it goes. Uh, no cost for that. We can just have a conversation. There's no pitch. Just discuss strategy, where you're at, and where you'd like to go, and what strategies might work for you. Tell us again, where's your website, Kirky? Sure. It's creativerealestatecopy.com. And also, by the way, we do also specialize in the short-term strategies as well. We do web design, social media, uh, phone scripts, video scripts, everything, all those aspects. I've been there on every side of, of the marketing equation. So we can also help with the short-term strategies too. And that's part of our integrative approach. It's being able to generate leads in the short-term and the long-term. You can't devote time to, you know, solely to either one. You need to work on both in order to be able to you know, hit the ground running and then be able to keep it going and be able to generate increasing returns rather than staying linear. You want that exponential. And, you know, Kirky, that's a great point because, you know, as you did mention in the beginning, you know, working on phone scripts and, and we got off on the conversation about the phone still being uh, uh, something we, that we should be using. But, you know, that's a really great thing because you're going to want to generate, you've got to generate something short term to stay alive. But mm -hmm. building a legacy, building a brand is different than getting a sale, right? And, and I think that that's what a lot of people forget is that while you're in sales, you're about building the legacy of, oh, yeah, you need to call Kirky because he does that. You need to call Shannon because he does that, whether it's with this company or that company or my independent or whatever. But you built that brand that really is a following of you and your skill set, you know. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss is that when you're building a brand, you're not building a, you know, a, a particular name, you're building out who you are. You're building out what, you, like you said, your core competencies as a person that then you can translate to as a team, then you can translate to as a international corporation. I mean, it grows from there, but it all starts with you being able to identify what it is you're going after and what it is you're good at. Kirky, this is all really great information. I'm really appreciative for you stopping by the Real Estate Rundown. Uh, as you said, it's creativerealestatecopy.com. Uh, and we're going to post all the links to it. You can find him on LinkedIn. That's where we met uh, LinkedIn. And it's a great place to get plugged in, see what he's putting out there for content, follow what he's doing, guys. So I'm really going to encourage you to stop by and see Kirky Galt. Kirky, thanks again for being on the Real Estate Rundown. Truly appreciate your time. Thank you, Shannon.